Blondes with glasses, they can't sing. Blondes with glasses, let's do this podcast thing. Hi, Shannon. <laughs> Hi, Becca. <laughs> so, <laughs> how are you doing? I am well. Uh, we are basically having vacation week because our show opened and the next show is sort of easy. So it's just like open a beer and sit back and relax. It's oh, not actually like that. <laughs> that's good. But it's nice. Yeah. So I got to send my intern home early today and now I get to talk to you. Nice. It's very nice here. The yeah. weather is lovely. I have all my windows open, which I'm now realizing is a problem because I can hear the ice cream truck in the distance <laughs> and it's the sketchy good humor one. So you're going to hear it on the recording for sure. For at least an hour because he oh sticks God. around oh, forever. <laughs> there are times where it's like, we drove past you, bud. Like, you were three blocks away, like, three hours ago. What happened? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's crazy. But um, I watched the ESPYs last night for the first time in my entire oh life. My <laughs> and how were they? I heard all the highlights about who won what. I specifically. have to say, that was the best award show I've ever watched. Really? Like, I think other award shows could learn a lot from them. Really? Like, there were no stupid, like, tributes. I mean, there were, there was, like, one video, there was, like, one or two video tributes to, like, maybe to, like, sports or whatever, but it was, like, recapping all the highlights of the year for all these different teams, and it was really exciting and fun, and you were watching it, and you're like, oh, my God, sports, so inspiring. Like, I didn't think I'd be so into this. <laughs> yeah. And then, no, obviously, the exception speeches were really short, because people mm -hmm. were just like, thank you, God, and then they walked off the stage. It was amazing. Like, you didn't spend a lot of time, and then there were, like, two big speeches and they just let them breathe they just let them have a beautiful speech like caitlin jenner's speech was incredible it was amazing mm -hmm. um like the video introducing her but with abby wambach like introducing her and being mm -hmm. awesome that was great another guy a guy from the cincinnati Bengals came on and talked about like, his daughter's battle Daughter, with cancer yeah. and it was so like real it wasn't just like I just want to thank all your support. And it was like, we couldn't get through this without Bengals Nation or something. You know, like, he didn't say, like, he did. He did thank fans or whatever. But he also talked about, like, how he struggled with the idea of, like, just going out and drinking his, like, pain away. And, like, he really mm -hmm. got into it. And they just let him talk. And they just limited it to a couple, you know, like, here's some, here's the major awards. Like, mm -hmm. it didn't go over time. Like, yeah. everything moved very, like, quickly and there weren't there weren't like insane bits where they were trying to make it funny all the time mm. you know they had a monologue they had like one other bit which wasn't really successful and it's really awkward playing to a room of athletes <laughs> it was really funny <laughs> most of them just were not they were just like not into it but it was great I don't know I just think I think other award shows could learn a lot I mean it was still three hours long but it didn't feel right. it didn't feel like uh, in overly long you know mm -hmm. It's interesting because the Emmy nominations were announced today, and oh, yeah, I read I through that. the list. Yeah, Tatiana Maslany finally yes. nominated for an Emmy, which is great. But also, I was reading through the list at all the nominees, and I was like, in what world did people pick these people <laughs> as the best of the crop? It's like, like the one that really stood out to me was Keegan-Michael Key was nominated, uh -huh. but not Michael Peel for yeah, Jordan Key and Peel. Peel. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... 
who chose that? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I wonder who. <laughs> well, yeah, who, who who get why one goes over the other, and like how honestly, I I, I was more heartened. I I would say by this group of nominees than I have in previous years. Like Tatiana mm-hmm. was nominated, and then I looked at the list of nominees for comedy. And mm-hmm. every one of them, with the exception of Modern Family being on that list, which I yes. cannot for life of me understand, every other nominee on that comedy list were great comedies. Like, yeah. really good. Like, Kimmy Schmidt was nominated. Parks and Rec was nominated. Like, I had I have a lot more faith this year where there were a lot more ones where I was like, ooh, that's a tough choice. Like, good picks. Whereas yeah. last year it was like, who, like, what, another one of those, like, Big the, Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, or but for any like for the, all the men's categories, mm-hmm. I <laughs> those shows I'm like oh I don't watch any of those. <laughs> yeah, it was like House of Cards, which I didn't watch the third season of. Which Ray Donovan uh, with Liev Schreiber, which I've never seen and didn't know was still on. Mm-hmm. And I was just there were a whole bunch like that, and I was like this whole category is dumb. The drama <laughs> category was terrible, like Downton yeah. Abbey, House of Cards, like. It just did you pick them because they're like people talk about them and they're like yeah. popular dramas because Town Abbey objectively is not a good show no. like it's occasionally entertaining but it's honestly not good anymore no 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 and I'm not sure it ever really was but then House of Cards you can't argue that that last season was good or like it was fine but it would would you put it on the pedestal of like great dramas like I don't think so. <laughs> No, I don't think so. It's just so many of these, so many of those choices were like, oh, that's the that was the big drama this year, so put mm-hmm. it on there. Like Game of Thrones was on there. Yeah, it was like, can you really argue that Game of Thrones was good this year? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. God, I yeah, I just I think the more I the more I watch the Emmys and actually consume media and care, the more I realize that it's totally just. It has no actual say on what is good, especially after so many years of Tatiana not being nominated. That was just the final nail in the coffin for me. It's just like, you guys have no idea what's happening actually in media, and you are just, like, patting yourselves on the back again year and year and year out. It's like... Well, I just get so bummed when I think about the actors and actresses on, like, small sci-fi shows or just smaller Mm. shows who are putting in amazing performances, but will never in a million years get recognized for them because their show is in a prestige drama or whatever. Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. just such a shame because there are some really amazing performances happening right now that will just never get recognized. Yeah. And it's just kind of a miracle that Tatiana finally is breaking (laughs) through. Because it's... I know. Hopefully it's a good sign that one day talent <laughs> will count for something <laughs> <laughs> one day yeah hopefully um does that lead into our topic for the week uh i don't know i can definitely hear the ice cream truck it's like right outside the window right now so i apologize to everyone <laughs> now i really want some ice cream no fair <laughs> just picture like a dirty grimy white van and then you mm-hmm. immediately will not want it eat anything from that that's true yeah that's true just imagine like oh is that a murderer maybe yeah <laughs> um i do so, have to say there's this really weird thing about ice cream trucks in my hometown oh yeah which is they're all run by uh muslim men 
from oh. our area. And so when they all go to the mosque, they all park at the mosque. And there's just like 20 ice cream vans parked all in a line at the mosque. My neighborhood in Texas, they weren't allowed. We weren't allowed to have ice cream trucks in our neighborhood. And we were so bummed. So like we would go, when we would be like at a park or something, sometimes an ice cream truck would come to the park. And it was the greatest day of our lives. And oh then my God. in Ohio, an ice cream truck would come every so often, and it was run by, like, Russian teenagers. <laughs> and they were always <laughs> intensely flirting with Julie because that's Julie's life in Ohio. Anytime she'd spend any time in Ohio, she would mm-hmm. interact with any human man. And before mm. the interaction was done, she had a date. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, yeah. It sounds like it's some... 90s teen comedy yeah that's not that's not real life that doesn't happen in real life right right? like you don't just go to a mattress store to find out like do you have any used mattresses i can use for a dance performance and then walk out with a guy's number or like she would go to starbucks like literally any errand she would run she would be with our mother and these guys Mm -hmm. were like no i'm still gonna hit on her like she was literally sitting at a table with our mother at one point with oh my god God, i probably shouldn't say his full name but Steven. <laughs> Too late. This guy I went to high school with, in my high school class, he was like in my physics class, the summer after we graduate, he's working at an ice cream shop, Julie and my mom go into the ice cream shop, they're sitting at the table eating ice cream, and he comes over and starts hitting on her. They end up dating for like a month or something, and I was like, <laughs> Steven from physics? Like, that's who you're dating? <laughs> So Julie probably doesn't want me to say anything. <laughs> I should probably edit it all out. Oh, uh, sorry, Julie. Sorry. It was not my doing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, this is unrelated, but I feel like I should report it to you. Oh. Um, one of my coworkers has been catcalled twice in our local town in Vermont. Really? And I, Julie and I were catcalled in Putney. Oh, tell what? all the listeners we we saw each other last yes. weekend which is why we did not have a show because we were actually face to face hanging out playing card games yeah. stuff like that um yeah when we were going back to my car after picking up lunch there were two men on a balcony that cat called us in putney vermont in putney vermont and then my coworker in dorset vermont which is even smaller i i know you can't believe it it's smaller than putney for pe- for people who don't know what putney vermont is i'm not shocked first of all there's 2500 <laughs> people in this town yeah it's smaller than the college that shannon and i went to yes and dorset i think is about a thousand max jesus and- there is one road like there is one road and it is the union store and a bread, bed and breakfast and that is the town of Dorset Vermont and and someone cat calling cat here called, wow yeah yeah so systematic <laughs> yeah terribleness everywhere wow <laughs> yeah. i just that's so crazy to me like we probably like in a town like that, don't you think, oh, they would probably know? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could just ask my grandmother, be like, uh, Who is that? Yeah, who's that guy? And she'd be like, oh, he's on the town council. I'm going to get a thrown out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what you would think. Like, I, we know everybody in town here. Right. Like, I was just talking to Ruth down at the Habitat for Humanity store. Like, you know, we all know each other. And I'm, I just can't believe it. But who knows? Vacationers yeah. or something. But. Mm. Well, um, speaking of our family, speaking of my family. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You were, I mean, we, you were with my sister when this happened. Yep. So, family. 
family. This is where we got the idea to do this this one. Where we did because we had a family weekend together. Yeah. I just imposed myself on your family right. for the for a day. I drove to Putney and we hung out and we were like, you know what? Family oriented media, fans, things we watch with our family. Yeah. Like yeah. So. And we'll just that's... sort of freeball it and <laughs> didn't take any notes. Um, I got. I did take notes. Oh. I actually called my dad to Whoa. make sure I had a fair and balanced opinion on this topic. Wow. Well, I'm probably just going to end up ranting about awkward situations, like that's like fine. Watching weird shit with my family and talking about how I can't understand my dad's taste <laughs> in yeah. in media. Yeah. I mean, I understand it. It's very understandable his taste. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. almost unacceptable. <laughs> Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Oh well, we'll God. get into it. I think a great place to start with this topic is Christmas traditions, because I feel like lots of families have traditions about things they watch at Christmas, things you watch when you're doing the tree, but you're also Jewish, so I don't know if you do that, but... Oh, we do. Okay, good. Well, yes. we're really... Oh, okay. I've had this <laughs> argument with my family, actually, about Christmas uh-huh. traditions, because I argue that we don't have any, Like, mm-hmm. and then they, they say stuff like... What are you talking about? We put up the tree and we have, you know, like a meal and we open presents in the morning and stuff. And it's like, you're just uh-huh. describing like generic Christmas. Christmas. Like, I <laughs> don't get me holiday. wrong. I enjoy Christmas with my family. It's a good time. But I, I would argue that we don't have any, like, there's no one movie that we watch every year. There's no like really? one children's book we pull out every year and we have to do it or it's not Christmas sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. the only thing that we do that that's, that's consistent is that Julie and I open our stockings before breakfast, we eat breakfast, and then we mm-hmm. do the dishes, and then we open presents. <laughs> like, that is the one consistent, I guess you would call it tradition, but I, my family was got real mad at me when I suggested that we didn't have any, and so wow. I don't... I don't really know do you, what to say. <laughs> do you, like, go the day of Christmas or the day after Christmas to the movie theater together as a family? Sometimes no, people do that. It only, no. If, if there is something, like, because there's been a bunch of Christmases where we're not at home. Mm-hmm. Um, because our Christmases at home tend to be really boring or my dad's on call. And that's why we're right. at home. Yeah. So they're just, like, dad has to work the next day or something. Mm-hmm. And so if there is a special movie, we'll watch it during Christmas break, but... Mm-hmm. We tend to avoid crowds and Christmas Day sort of stuff. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. my family is very opposite. <laughs> we have two TV, two movie traditions for, that go with Christmas, and one is Love Actually. We mm. watch every year, and we have watched since it came out. And the other one is The Grinch, but the live action version of The no. Grinch, which literally. I think that is probably the most quoted film in my household. Wow. Like, my dad and I quote that movie to each other all the time. The we love that movie one, so much. The animated <laughs> one is, like, perfect, though. You know what is also perfect? The live action one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've only seen it, like, once now that I think about it. Uh, well, if you ever spend a Christmas with the O'Briens, like, this Christmas, I was in, we, my dad and Laura came to London, uh-huh. and I met them in London, and they brought... Love Actually and The Grinch with them, and we watched it, like, on my computer. There have been movies that we've watched, like, we've watched The Holiday, we, mm. we love The Holiday, we do love... That's a personal tradition, I watch that every I want. I wanted to start the Love Actually tradition, but mm-hmm. we're really inconsistent about it, we're really bad about it, and, mm. well, sometimes we'll, like, bring them 
to the Chris the place for celebrating Christmas, and then we yeah. will watch like half of them or something. Yeah. You know, and we're just there's just no one thing where it's like it's not Christmas without this. Mm-hmm. It's just because there's been a lot of Christmases where like Julie hasn't been there. There were like four or five Christmases in a row. I feel like where Julie. Wow wasn't there there was one christmas where my dad was on call christmas eve julie was in israel and it was just me and my mom (laughs) and it was in ohio and i was like never again that was the year where it was like never again i was like i don't know why i I, for a long time i held i don't know how this became a christmas podcast but that's fine (laughs) but i was like i don't know christmas in july (laughs) yeah for years i was like christmas has to be at home duh like it has Mm -hmm. to be and then after that Christmas, I was like, no, that sucks. Like, yeah. So then we yeah. were at the Grand Canyon, like, the next year. We were in Jamaica one year. We were in Vermont last year with my grandparents. Like, mm-hmm. it's so much. Uh, to me, now now I see it as, like, this way we remember each Christmas. Like, if it's in a different place every year, then we're like, oh, that Christmas, that was that year, you know? Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did it as, it sort of started as, like, because my mom would be away a lot for Mm -hmm. over holidays and stuff, because she would be working in uh, the UK, and a lot of times we would go see her there, or she would come back, or we would delay Christmas. We did that a couple years in a row, where, so we, we would totally miss Christmas or whatever, and we would be, like, two weeks later, we would have our own Christmas, we would make, like, ham bought from the store sort of stuff and then we would watch love actually and it would be like christmas again because we were in sort of the moment because of the movie and it, it didn't have to be like on christmas we watch this and a lot of times we watch the grinch when we are like doing the christmas tree or whatever mm-hmm. um but it's it, we always shoehorned it in and like this year we had to watch it after christmas which <laughs> was weird because we celebrated christmas on christmas and it was like it was a lot of it, it anxiety for me because I was like we haven't watched the movies yet (laughs) um yeah but those are our two definitely and the one (laughs) this is not Christmas this is winter but uh when I called my dad to ask him about this he was like well don't forget that you and your mom used to have the tradition of watching the Winter Olympics without me (laughs) because he thinks that the sports in the Winter Olympics aren't really sports. Wow. So he doesn't really think that. He just doesn't like figure skating very much, which is the only, the only one that NBC really shows or did back then. I'm, I'm with Um, your dad on this one actually. Yeah. So my mom and I would always watch the Winter Olympics like hardcore because we were both into it so much. And then like, like all Olympics because I'm super into that. yeah. 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 I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, and Olympics, period. It's the best. That, Olympics. Like, that's yeah. why the World Cup was so great, too, because it, it felt exactly. like another Olympics, but with team sports exclusively. Anyway. Exactly. And so then, and he would be in the other room watching stuff on, like, PBS or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the other, like, wintery tradition that uh, he reminded me of. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. oh, the, God, the Olympics are definitely a family family event in our house I wish they were a family event in my house I'm like the I get so excited about the Olympics and my parents Mm -hmm. it's just like okay that's fun like (laughs) maybe like maybe they would sit down with me but I you know you know I'm the same as you I would watch every hour that I could you know it was (laughs) like oh it's you know 10 a.m time to start watching the Olympics Mm -hmm. until 3 a.m you know like depending Mm -hmm. on where they are and and Every so often, God. someone would stop by, and I remember when they were sucks. in S- Sydney in 2000, right? And the time difference was insane. Mm. And I remember 
we still were like, we have to watch these. <laughs> like, get up at 6 a.m. We were watching the Olympics. The Beijing Olympics really messed with me, I feel like, yeah. because I was so into gymnastics. I remember staying up till like, 3 in the morning or something yeah. at one point. And then NBC always does that thing where they're like, let's time delay all the really important quote-unquote right. stuff. And then you already know, but then you get spoiled about it and mm-hmm. you watch it anyway and they package it and it's not real. I hate that. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Um... So speaking of your grandparents, yes. Uh, what traditions do you have watching stuff at their house? Because I know of one. You mentioned it last week, <laughs> two weeks ago. I don't even remember what it was now. Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Oh no, that's uh, that was at my other um, grand grandmother's house. Oh okay. Um, in California, yeah. She well, it's sort of the same in Vermont too. For well, not anymore because they got rid of all of their old VHS tapes. Oh, they no. kept their They're v- so. They're worth so much money now. I know. And, it, like, well, the thing was, at my grandparents' house in Vermont, they had literally, like, eight movies. Period. <laughs> that was all they had. And mm-hmm. it was the 90s. So when you yep. went there, like, if you weren't playing outside and if you weren't doing whatever, then you're like, okay, let's watch one of these eight movies for the thousandth time. And so they <laughs> had, I want to say they had Black Beauty. Um, mm-hmm. They had the Star Wars original trilogy. Okay. Um, I'm really trying to remember here. It's been so long, but they, it was like movie. It was like that. It was, mm-hmm. you know, they had no car, no cartoons that I remember. It was just like Star yeah. Wars. My, yeah. My grandmother's house was the same way. We had, uh, the little princess, which I don't think I ever watched <laughs> with Shirley Temple uh-huh. and, Homeward Bound, which I watched oh. all the time, and I named her cat Sassy after that movie. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. yeah, but also at my grandmother's house, the tradition there was, um, well, so my dad went back to college when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. so on Wednesday nights, I had to stay with my grandmother, and mm-hmm. so Wednesday nights, CSI was on, <laughs> so I was too young to watch it, but my grandmother and I would always watch oh, CSI and have ice cream and pretzels uh and which was the result of a lot of nightmares <laughs> because of that especially the piranha episode i'll never mm. get over piranha oh my god i remember that one yeah um, it's terrifying <laughs> and then the other thing was on sundays we would always go to church and then afterwards come to my grandmother's house and have lunch because she didn't go to church and uh we would sit down and watch golf for the rest of the evening we would wow. sit there from noon or whatever golf would start at two ish and we would watch until 6 p.m and then we would have dinner Mm -hmm. and that was how i was sort of raised on golf too so well in recent years with my grandparents now that they got rid of all of their movies and then she got netflix after the general store burned down and that was that was her video (laughs) rental store as well um so she would get netflix on dvds because Mm -hmm. they can't stream anything on their tv and so I would come and she would be like, we got two DVDs. Tell me if you recognize any of them. And they would always be, it would always be like some black and white movie from like the 40s or something, some classic movie. And then some like random movie from the last like five years that you're like, why would, why would my grandmother like this movie or whatever? <laughs> so like I've had experiences, you know, I told you about like how I, she had the, she had Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah. And she was like, ever heard of this? And I was like, I love this movie. It's so good. <laughs> and I was like, I've seen this movie like three times, but I'll watch it again. Let's do it. And then yeah. that was the last movie I think I've watched with her. Like 
from her Netflix. She hated it, right? Because she hated it. She yeah. told someone on the phone that I subjected her to that movie. <laughs> so, but it was Aww. so weird because she had the opposite reaction to Pitch Perfect that I inspected. Mm. So yeah. she loves Pitch Perfect. And did I tell you that she sent me an email before I came to Vermont this last weekend where she said two things, uh, like, do you, do you want, like, an extra pillow or something? And then the other thing was, can you get your hands on a copy of Pitch Perfect 2 so we can watch it <laughs> while you're here? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I had to t- write her back, and I was like, I would love to, but it's, like, still in, it's like still yeah. in some theaters. So, like, yeah. it's not going to happen. But I she just, like, was so excited about that idea. <laughs> so I just, who, who would have thought that she would have loved Pitch Perfect as much as she did? That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, do you remember the first movie you saw? Ooh. Or your, that your parents took you to? Oh, no. I, mm. no, I don't remember my first movie in the theater. I remember titanic (laughs) because what was wasn't that like rated r or something yeah i think so that was my definitely my first that's i remember that being my first like rated r movie and also Mm -hmm. because it was such a phenomenon at the time we're in like fifth grade and people went ape shit for it (laughs) did not care for it myself (laughs) yeah um but i can't remember i think oh i do remember seeing mulan in theaters Ooh. I'm I'm sure it was some animated Disney movie. I bet you anything mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. What about you? Well, I don't I don't remember mine, but the first movie I ever saw was 101 Dalmatians, the animated version at the drive-in. Oh my when god. When I was a little little baby. And wow. then the real movie, first movie I saw in theaters was Backdraft, which is rated R. Oh my and god. My parents took me because if I cried, you wouldn't be able to hear me in the theater because oh. it was so loud. And my dad was a firefighter at the time. Uh-huh. So it was about firefighters and everything. So they were like, yeah, let's go. We'll take Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So those were my first two movies. Um, but I don't, I, I mean, I think I saw every Disney movie. Uh, oh, actually, definitely The Lion King because mm. uh, I was obsessed with it and they always said, like, your eyes were as big as saucers. And uh, one of my first words was hyenas. Wow. I said it, I said it, hi, no, wait, he hyenas. <laughs> and I That's still get adorable. confused about it now. <laughs> I have to think about it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. well, I, re- I remember my dad, he, I feel like he used to come home all the time with, like, little presents and stuff. Just, like, that he, on his way home from work, he would stop by the store, which definitely stopped at a certain age. But mm-hmm. he used to bring home Land Before Time, uh, however many there movies. were. And so many. Because we, we loved the first couple or whatever, and then he would keep bringing them home. And every time we were like, what? Like, how many? <laughs> like, did you say that's the eighth one? Like, and they would come out so fast, it seemed like, because it was, like, they had, like, eight out by the time I was, like, eight years old. Yeah, yeah. And so I do remember him bringing home that. I remember one day he brought home Avril Lavigne's CD. And he, so I was, yeah, I was introduced, my sister and I were introduced to Avril Lavigne because my dad brought home, like, her CD. Like, that's how we got our music back in the day, was our dad (laughs) would bring home CDs that he maybe saw at Starbucks or something, and was like, check this out, and we're like, cool, our dad's so cool. 
He, that's pretty cool. That was very forward thinking because I only listened to country music until I was in like oh, sixth yeah. grade when I was able to buy my own like portable CD player. <laughs> that was the and only one music in sync CD. <laughs> that was the only music in our house for a long time, which was country music. We just yeah, had yeah. CDs Same. and CDs of it. I mean, God, we had huge CD organizers that we spent. Yes, all- the towers. Spent- well, it was like a thing where you just put the CDs in, and then you would like. You put a sticker on it, and then you would catalog it on a piece of paper that was like oh, A23 or something, and that would be on there. And then you'd slide this little thing over, and you'd attach oh, it to the CD, and you'd open it up in the CD. And God. we spent hours and, like, <laughs> days organizing all these CDs. And then oh, literally, like, three or five years later, it was like, the, the what a waste of your time, you, you, yeah. you dummies. <laughs> you dummies. That's <laughs> so true. It's so, so true. Oh, God. Yeah, I we didn't really have like music that was super important growing up, but it was always about the movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We were a very big movie family. Well, I remember. Oh, I, th- I know one of my first movies was Jurassic Park because I was mm-hmm. way too young. I think I was like three years old or something. Yeah, three or four, and that I didn't finish watching it because I was so scared shitless. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so that was definitely one of my first. That and like Jumanji was one of oh, my first Jumanji's movies. Oh, so scary! Scared the shit out of me. Um, but there was definitely some movies. I'm sure you've had this too, where it was like you're watching it and you're like, "Well, I should not be watching this with my parents. This is wildly awkward." Like I saw in theaters with my mom and my sister, Knocked mm. Up. Oh. I think I w- it came out in like what 2007, eight, eight? or something. Yeah. So I was like 16, 17 years old, mm. and I was sitting next to my mother while uh, what's his face is Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen is penetrating Katherine Heigl. <laughs> yeah, and it's just so yeah. awkward. And I and we and oh god, and it wasn't like funny enough to make up for it. Like mm-hmm. I saw The Hangover with my parents, and it like it was funny enough that it made up the awkwardness like mm-hmm. everyone enjoyed that movie surprisingly yeah. but knocked up did not did not reach that threshold mm-hmm. yeah i think uh well my dad and i used to be religious followers of rescue me on fx mm-hmm. and we would always watch that and that was after my mom went to bed and everything we'd always have popcorn and that was really inappropriate show, like especially to watch with your dad. But it was such a good show. Like mm-hmm. I would love, I should go back and watch it. I'm sure it's probably different on a second watch, but uh-huh. it was so. The first two or three seasons were so good, and we were obsessed with it. And it's you know firefighter based, same thing. So we were like really into it. And there are definitely it had its moments where we were like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm watching this. <laughs> but it was so good that it yeah. it did make up for it, you know. Um, but I don't know if we ever had like. I don't remember any times where I was like, I, I, I don't want to be here. I don't really want to be watching yeah. this. Well, I sort of imagine I'm so glad that Outlander was happening yeah. now while my, my, my parents love Outlander. And I'm just mm-hmm. so glad that I don't have to sit and, and watch it with them, you know, yeah. because it, there is so much sex uh-huh. in that show because it's oh a God. romance novel, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. I just, that is not a show I would enjoy with my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I think... No, no, go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I was just saying <laughs> the, the most uh, annoying part of watching stuff with my parents is that there are so many good things that my dad ha- has missed because he immediately writes them off and is like, I'm going to go the other room. 
mm-hmm. and he goes and plays on his computer or whatever while my mom and I watch like amazing shows and stuff because I mean, mostly it's because they feature a lot of women and they tell a lot of right. women's stories and so that's why he I think that's why he does it but he also has a lot of random you know like I was like he's always every time I, he sees me he's like any new shows that uh, you can tell me about and most of the time it's like there's a lot of good shows but you're not going to want to watch any of them because you have mm-hmm. very weird standards and there was one, I, one time I was like well I heard Friday Night Lights is amazing and I feel like parents love that show and so I was like yeah. what about that and he's like no I don't care about <laughs> football like no <laughs> I think your dad and my dad are kind of opposite in that way because my dad I know I get my like peer pressure susceptibility to peer pressure from my dad because Ooh. I have peer pressured him to watch every show I love <laughs> the only show that he does not like that I love is Parks and Rec for some reason that's the only one he's ever made a decision about without watching a lot of because usually he'll sit down and watch anything like he he watched a bunch of drunk history with me one time and he loved it I was every single show he's like yep on board <laughs> um, which is how I am with most shows too it's like if you tell me to watch a show I'm gonna love it like that'll start going right. to you know right same thing We're definitely related. Yeah. (laughs) I also feel bad for my dad because he doesn't watch comedies either. He has, Mm. like, no interest in comedies, which is, like, the saddest life (laughs) to live. Like, my my mom, like, we got her into Parks and Rec and stuff like that. And for a while we watched Modern Family, but then it got annoying. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, my dad... No interest whatsoever. I, I, the argument I think initially was, I have so little time, you know, why would I spend it on a comedy and not like an exciting drama or whatever? But that is BS because he's, he'll just sit in front of the TV and like just switch channel, just change channels and just that's mm-hmm. for hours. And it's like, and he'll watch, you know, half of a movie or like a, a good portion of a movie and then it'll go to commercial. So then he'll like start watching something else. And it's just, like, a movie he's already seen. It's just, I can't, every time I go visit my parents, I, I can't deal <laughs> with their, like, TV and movie watching habits, habits yeah. you know? Yeah, I know what you mean, too. And it's, like, it, it, I remember that in college where I would, like, go home and my dad and Laura would talk while I was watching a show. And I was be like, nope, this yeah, is yeah. inappropriate. No talking during a show. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think um, the only other things on my list that, I haven't talked about yet where like the actual, the biggest ones in my family where, so we have, uh, Xena. <laughs> there is specifically one episode of Xena that we, my dad and I will always watch, which is been there, done that. Uh-huh. Uh, the groundhog day episode. That one has been on our television always like since second grade. <laughs> I, we have watched that probably at least once a year. The other one is, um, hot fuzz, which, mm-hmm. Ever since that came out, for some reason, we've been obsessed with that movie, and we'll watch that always. Yeah. Um, and the only other one that I came up with was uh, The Thorn Birds, which, if you remember my college dorm room, I had a framed poster of The Thorn Birds, which had been hanging in our den my entire mm-hmm. childhood, because that was my mother's favorite miniseries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that has, like, this really long tradition in our family of, like, she... She loved it when it was on TV originally. She loved the book. I read the book when I was in high school. We watched the first time I watched that miniseries was when she was in the hospital. We t- we brought a television into her hospital room. We brought the DVDs. It's an eight hour miniseries. We watched the whole thing, 
And then ever since then, I've always sort of like reread parts or rewatched mm-hmm. parts of the miniseries. I haven't ever sat down again and watched the whole thing, like yeah. start to finish, because it's so long. <laughs> but it's so good. And like, and that that and Star Trek were like the two from my mom that were always on. Like, there are so many pictures of me as a kid with the TV in the background is on, and it's either the Olympics or Star Trek. <laughs> like, those are the two options to choose from. <laughs> um. And yeah, and that's, those are the only other things I can think of as like family oriented that were super important to us. Well, I'm realizing now that my family doesn't rewatch anything. Mm. They, even though they would buy DVDs and VHSs for a while there, like the only things we rewatched as a family were like the cartoons because when we were kids, we would just demand that. But now like they have this idea where it's like, well, I've seen that once, like Mm -hmm. it's like nothing is worth seeing again pretty much except for mm-hmm. every so often there's a movie you know like we will watch the holiday every couple of years or whatever something like that mm-hmm. every so often there's a movie but there's yeah there's there's nothing where it's like it's always we'll always sit down and watch that you know my mom yeah. my mom loves star trek or whatever but she also never voluntarily like turns on the tv right <laughs> It's interesting because I think it's so ingrained in our family because part of our family is quoting movies. Mm -hmm. Like, my dad and I, my mom used to yell at us because she would say, like, we were talking in surround sound because all we would do is just, like, sit at the dinner table and parrot, (laughs) like, lines from movies back and forth at each other. And she would be on the, like, in the middle and be like, stop it, stop Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Like, it's so important to my dad and I that, like, we understand each other's references. And now we do it with, like, Broadway music because I've made him love Broadway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think that's, like, why we can rewatch stuff is because we can, it'll add to our index of media that we can quote and and pull from and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting. I do other... love, I love the enthusiasm infecting your family, you know, like that's what's happened with the world cup for me. Like, yeah, basically I just don't shut up about it. And eventually the people in my life are <laughs> like, okay, I'm watching it too. Cause like, I'm curious. And then like, I'll get texts from my mom and stuff. Like, check out the new Sports Illustrated I just got in the mail. Like, look who's on the cover. Or, you know, like, did you see... Like, I I even convinced... Like, I even got my grandmother into it by sending an email about it. And then I would Mm -hmm. get emails after every big game and she'd be like, did you see that game? That was crazy. (laughs) And it was like, I don't think most of my family were really aware that the World Cup was going to happen until I Mm. wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah. And I I actually was about to send you a photo the other day. I was at the grocery store and in the snack aisle, there's a little billboard with one of the players and it's, it's like her holding Cheez-Its or whatever. And I'm going to, I have it. I have to send it to you. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like so obsessed at this point. It's ridiculous. You are super obsessed, but I'm very proud of you. Uh It's a very healthy obsession, honestly. (laughs) Healthy, literally, because it's inspired me to actually exercise. Right? You sent me that text today about running. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> You're <laughs> going to play soccer after this, right? Uh, I was going to, and then Catherine said it was... <laughs> to, she would already have been sitting down for several hours at that point, and she doesn't want to get up. So I was like, how about tomorrow morning? And she's like, unless you want to do it really early, we're not. So we're doing it tomorrow um, afternoon at, when it's the hottest part of the day. Good. Well, at least you're still going. That's yes. great. Yeah. I'm very proud of you. I think the sort of takeaway from this is that, like... If you are super excited about something, people that love you should also be super excited yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly. Because 
to better understand you, they should understand what you, Mm -hmm. what makes you excited and what makes you tick and everything. So I think sharing media with your family and your friends too is so important because then you, you have one more thing that ties you together. And I just love it. I think it's great. Yeah. And I just, I think the one thing that bums me out about that is like, I want I want to really understand like what my sister does and I want to see every one of those performances that she's talking about. But Mm -hmm. that's where the catch is with a live performance is that it's Mm -hmm. not a TV show. It's not a movie. It's not a a sports game or whatever. She can't just be like, all right, come like, come check this out. It's like, okay, I'll fly out, you know, every other weekend to see you perform. And so it feels like I'm missing out on this huge part of her life. And there's a huge, that's the big reason why my parents have no concept of what she does like Julie texted me the other day about because my dad was talking to her and saying she was explaining her the newest uh show that she's working on where they're they're reading a book and the piece is based on inspired by this book and so he's like so you think up dance moves based on the book and then you put those moves together and then and then Mm. that's like a thing and it's just like he just has like no understanding yeah. of what she does and it's unfortunately it's very hard for him to like mm-hmm. it, even if we were both like super enthusiastic and always talking about what she did if we can't go see that yeah if we can't if like mm-hmm. if all I did was talk non-stop about the world cup and you never saw a game and you never saw any anything like about the players and you never saw mm-hmm. like any practices whatever you know like you you would just be like okay Great. <laughs> exactly. Moving on. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. Yeah, because I think I my dad and I have had a similar problem. Like when I started doing theater in college and he wasn't coming up to see every show. Right. He was like, all right, whatever, you know. And then once I went to the Walnut and he, he already was a subscriber to the Walnut. Mm-hmm. So he saw every show there and I would go with them and or I would tell him like when I would see him on the weekends, I'd be like, well, this is all the drama that happened backstage. And like, this is what I built. And Mm -hmm. this is like Like how how this works. works. And he's very, he thinks like that because he's also like a builder. So he, he wanted to know how everything was working on stage. And like, once he saw that he now, now, even though I don't work there, he'll send me page long emails, like so long detailing every single thing in the production that happened that he just saw like and not even just about like the props on stage or whatever Mm -hmm. but you know or like saying like oh they're not as good as when you guys work there or whatever it'll it'll be stuff about like the acting where he's like we saw this actor he was in the show last year and all i could see was him as buddy the elf and his singing (sighs) was subpar and compared to the broadway version and i'm just like this is unbelievable you're turning into a critic and it's amazing uh-huh. <laughs> but now you're, you're gonna be too critical when you come see my right. stuff now because you know too much yeah i've revealed too much it's like this is why magicians don't reveal their secret yeah. <laughs> so, um but it is so much of it is seeing it for yourself and yeah. understanding it like if you can sit next to somebody in the audience and they can tell you at intermission like this is how it works and mm-hmm. then you watch the second half and you're like oh my god this is how it works so you right. understand and you appreciate it so much more which I think is super important to the craft that's why the greatest thing in the world to me has been like last year when I went to see Julie and I went to three of the rehearsals leading up to the show then I saw the show Mm -hmm. two separate nights and it was like such a better experience of doing it and then on top of that in other instances I have taken class like dance class with her 
and yeah. these like advanced modern classes that I'm not prepared for, but it it can instantly within minutes you realize the <laughs> difficulty of this and it's you appreciate it so much more and I just I can't imagine our father ever <laughs> ever getting to that point where he's like well yeah I'll go to three rehearsals before your yeah. show and watch two different nights of it and I'll go to your advanced modern class <laughs> <laughs> advanced mod I'd love to see your dad doing advanced mod oh, that my sounds god I would die unbelievable I can't <laughs> even imagine because they're like once we convinced him to do Pilates with us because oh once again god. that's something I guess women do or whatever is stretch and care, <laughs> care about their like instead of just doing everything super fast and even then he's so awkward doing that because everything's just like how many reps can I do and it's like <laughs> that's not what that is <laughs> Oh, Aww. that's amazing. Yeah. I, I love your family. I'm so glad <laughs> I got to see them this weekend. And I was just sitting in the backseat of the car like I would I had been adopted by you all. It was it great. Felt, <laughs> it felt, honestly, it was just like, well, here's the whole family, you know? We're just yeah. talking about life. And I and like that bit, too, where we were talking about, like, Jurassic World. And yeah. Because my parents had literally just been saying how much they, like, loved it or whatever. But then as soon as you were like, I don't know, they're like, you're right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they just, like, tuned Julie and I out at this point. <laughs> They're like, oh, another feminist rant. <laughs> uh, that's so true. <laughs> you need you need new blood in the family. Yeah, I'm yeah. willing to give it. I'm oh, willing. fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> if only I could uh, be that for your dad and get him to watch Parks and Rec. But Please, please work on it. Please. But there's uh, so just... many times with your dad where I'm just like, I'm shocked. And I'm like offended that you don't like this or whatever that you do like that. Like I can't. Uh, I don't even know what to do with you. <laughs> Is that how the how you feel about me too? Because it's very similar. We're very similar. <laughs> no, I feel uh, like I don't know. Your dad's taste. It's like because mo most of the time we're all on the same page and we're like, oh, it's so fantastic and we love it. And mm -hmm. We're quoting it. We're singing along or whatever. And then every so often he'll say something like, I don't care for that Amy Poehler. And I'll oh. just like, <laughs> it's like things like that where it's like, I don't like bunnies. It's just like when, when someone tells me they don't care for chocolate, it's just like, I don't yeah. understand. Like, I cannot get in that headspace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I have felt that for so long about him and, and I'm just like I don't get it I don't Maybe get it and I related. never will you know send me back to the orphanage yeah <laughs> uh do you have any uh recommendations for oh me this crap week? um hmm, I might have you might have to go and I don't think I wrote anything down this weekend has been crazy yes understandably well I have a really easy one for you okay um, I was listening to a song for, on the Broadway Sirius station the other day, and I was like, you know what? This song is so good. Um, it's from a musical called Baby, which is in the 1980s, I think. And it's it's not very popular musical, um, but there's a song in it called I Want It All. And it's three women singing. Uh, one of them is um, the nun from Orange is the New Black who was uh, also in Bro on Broadway. She was Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. Super cute. Um, but anyway, it's the three women, and they're talking about what type of uh, life they want. And, like, it's all about them trying to get pregnant and having troubles with getting pregnant. It's a very woman-centric show. And this song is so great because they just end up listing great women throughout history. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to read you a couple of the lyrics. So... Um, 
I want it all. I want the whole female experience in a ball. I want it all. I want the morning sickness and the elations. I want every known female sensation. I want to be Scarlett O'Hara, Joan of Arc, Lauren Bacall. I want it all. And they go on and on. They talk about Gloria Steinem, Connie Chung, Sally Ride, Mother Teresa, wow. Donna McKechnie, Donna Summer, Donna Reed. Like, there's so many great women listed in this song. And I think you should just give it a listen. It's called I Want It All from okay. Baby, the musical. That sounds great. It's so good. I just, I put it on and I jam out to it when I'm driving home from work sometimes. <laughs> because awesome. I think deep down we do want it all. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too, this is, this. I promise this will be the last time that I talk about, I no, I can't guarantee that. Um, <laughs> but the, the, just women's sports in general, I'm uh-huh. just realizing that it's so much more it means so it means something called completely different to like the idea of like people talking about like oh well you know is soccer going to be the new sport like if men's soccer makes it and it's just like men's soccer and women's soccer are so completely different and perceived completely different and women's sports it's just it's on a there's a different thing happening it's not like oh if men's Mm -hmm. soccer succeeds like great, we just have another team sport that's making millions of dollars, like in America. If women's soccer succeeds, women succeed. Like, it's just, it means so much more when, you know, women's sports succeeds than when men's sports does. And I just think that's what's been so fascinating to watch, and, and, and it feels like you're just riding this exciting tidal wave. I have a super silly recommendation because it's the only like new media I've consumed okay. <laughs> in the past like week. And it was because my mom stayed with me for one night and I was like, I saw this show on Netflix. I saw it listed there and it looked really silly and it looked like perfect for the two of us to watch together. And it's mm-hmm. called when calls the heart. <laughs> oh my God. It's, cheesy and ridiculous but it's also like sweet and adorable and just fun it's basically mm-hmm. like Anne of Green Gables mixed with like West like the West like like Little House on the Prairie and right. so it's like it's in western Canada and she's in this this woman comes in to be a school teacher in a coal mining town and Lori Laughlin from Full House is in it oh my god and the main girl has a flirtation with a Mountie it's um it's oh. like it's so like cute. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then like literally the second episode is like all these widows of this minor all these miners from this like mining accident are mm-hmm. about to be evicted from their homes because their husbands are gone and they're not, you know, they don't have an income. So mm-hmm. then the women are like, "Well, what if we were just miners?" you know? Like <laughs> and so they all just put on the outfits and they all go for like 2 weeks into the mine and and the whole town is like gets behind them and then all the women in the town join them not just the widows and they just show it to that annoying mine owner whatever and it's just like (laughs) it's it's not like it's 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 cute fluff and it's fun and it's not like cringy bad it's it's cute it's cute so that's great I'm I will definitely watch that I need something to watch while I'm making dinner and everything (laughs) Yeah, That's it's definitely one of those good ones for it's that. It's definitely a cute little. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely like a mom. Moms would love that show. <laughs> yeah. Um, does Zach have a final word for us this week? Oh or? my god, yeah. I think he's. Oh, got, I feel like I have like fifteen stored up. He left me one <laughs> while we were in Vermont. <laughs> he was calling you from he, across the room. He called. Well, he wasn't in Vermont. 
Um, oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he called me and I answered and he was like, oh, I wasn't expecting you would have reception. <laughs> uh, okay. I I just felt like he was there. He was... I kept mind, forgetting he, was he wasn't going to be like that. He wasn't there because literally like days before when they, when they were both here for 4th of July, I was like, I'm going to have to room with my cousin Katie because you guys will be there. And Zach's like, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> I was like, are you just not, <laughs> not? aren't you at all family things now? Is that how this yeah. works? Yeah. If I'm a part of the family, he's a part of the family. Yeah. That's how I think. Well, it. he's going to be, he's going to be at the wedding in September, the, the oh. my uncle's wedding. So yeah. he'll just, he'll be at everything from now on. You know, if you need a date, I'll go with you. Oh no, it's so complicated. This wedding, <laughs> okay. I, I could go off on a whole rant about how it's literally it's it's a destination you have, wedding. You've, you've told me about oh, this. Oh great, complicated okay. wedding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're driving five and a half hours from the airport to get to yeah. the like. Yeah, so seems normal. Whatever. <laughs> so adding you on there would cost us like thousands of dollars. Oh, okay. You, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Okay. Oh God. I sh- I wish I could label these. I really hope. All right. Well, I'll stop it if we've already done this, but I don't think we have. You should delete the ones we've already done. I know. I should. <laughs> okay. It's uh, uh, so okay. A work in progress. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. All right. Hey, Zach. I just want to tell you about this great new business I started. Yeah, I throw these off. Parties for mushrooms. Yeah, it's uh, pretty crazy, but it's going really well. Everybody who goes to the party say they love it because I'm such a fun guy. So, <laughs> I'll talk to you later. <laughs> did you hear Julie's yeah. laugh in the background? I did. Oh my god, that took me a little bit too long, but I got it. <laughs> I was like, oh no, there's a delay and I'm going to have to like readjust all of this stuff in GarageBand, but no, it was just your brain. Just my brain. Yep. My normal brain. End of work day. The other one that he left me, I played it in Vermont because I was like, all right, what did he leave me? It's a minute long and you'll listen to it next week, but he has to repeat the punchline like four times (laughs) because you're not sure what it is. It's so good. It's so good. I can't wait. All I right. can't wait. Oh, thank you, Zach. Thanks, Zach.